Welcome to Hey Change, the podcast where we question the truth and find happiness in new realities. Because changing who you are and working for a better world can be a lot of fun. And it's all about bringing that positive mindset to the table. So who do you want to be? What kind of world do you want to live in? And are you ready to fight with me for this beautiful planet that we call home? You can do this. We can do this. And I'm so excited to have you here on this journey with me. My name is Anne Therese, and this is my podcast, Hey Change. What does it mean to be a stubborn climate optimist and how can it actually be a lot easier to be one than you might think? Today we're talking about how to be provocative in a good way and how we can feel really good and awesome about caring for the planet and making a standpoint for the environment. We're talking to Jessica Donahue who is one of the brains behind 2020 tea providing a t-shirt that says stubborn climate optimist and needless to say i'm obsessed with this t-shirt and if you follow me at all on social media you've seen me wear it quite a bit so what are we going to talk about today well we're going to talk about how to be excited about something like slow fashion and how we can be provocative in a good way and to feel good about being an eco-warrior and a climate optimist because it is possible believe it or not to be optimistic about the environment and the direction that we're heading into and I learned tons from talking to Jessica she has so much knowledge to share and I'm just honored to have her on my show and I'm so happy that we could make this happen and with that said too when we were recording this there was some construction going on in the hallway outside the apartment and we kept laughing because we kept being interrupted But we were stubborn, as stubborn climate optimists are, and we really wanted to make this conversation happen and be able to share it with you guys. So I apologize that there's still some noise from time to time going on in the background, but I hope you can oversee that and still enjoy the episode and hopefully learn a thing or two and feel inspired about this mission that we're all on together. So one more thing before we start today's episode it's that i'm about to very soon launch my online shop that's called shop for change which is a platform where i just want to help promote brands that i have fallen in love with and that i think are doing really cool stuff in the world and um, with that launch i'm gonna have a amazing giveaway and you can amongst other things win t-shirt from 2020 that we are about to talk about very soon so i'll get back to that towards the middle of the episode but for now let's take a breath sit back relax breathe in and get ready to learn some new stuff about the environment and how to be optimistic in the world of sustainable fashion guys welcome back to another episode of hey change and welcome to new york city i finally made my way back here for a little 
return visit over the weekend. And first off, we're talking to Jessica from 2020T and a lot more about that whole mission very soon. And I just want to say that this is a very exciting interview for me because I get the chance to talk to one of the people behind the company who put my mission as a human being on a t-shirt and made it possible for me to wear wherever I go. And I remember when I first saw Jessica wearing one when she walked into a sustainable rooftop party here in New York last September. And when she walked through the door, I saw her and all I could think was like, no way, I need one. And I grabbed her, we started talking and um, said that we had to do this episode together. So finally, here we are. And I'm super excited for everything coming up. And um, just some background to... The t-shirt I'm wearing because it says stubborn climate optimist which is basically describing who I am as a human being today and my mission on this planet and for many years I felt very frustrated about the world I felt angry that no one else was caring about the things that I was caring about I thought there was no hope for a future that everything was just going bad and that we were basically killing the planet slowly and then I realized that with that mindset, we're not going to get anywhere and that there are actually a lot of things we can do today in our world to head into a better future and that we could actually turn this trend around and to see the world thrive again and to find ways to live that are just as good and just as happy, but more sustainable and more compassionate. So I decided to become an optimist and to stay optimistic in all of this. And so, of course, I was super excited when I saw the t-shirt Stubborn Climate Optimist. And um, I'm very curious to get to know you better, Jessica, and to learn more about this mission of yours and why you decided to print these t-shirts. So first of all, hi. Hello, and Uh welcome to New York back. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. We were just talking about how... You know, New York is what it is, but you can't help but love it, right? I know. It's like a boyfriend you can't say goodbye to. You're always coming home to him. (laughs) I came home and it was raining this morning and it was freezing cold, but still I was just walking down like shuddering. You're like, I still love it though. It's New York. It's a vibrant place. It's addictive and you can never let it go. It's like a creative energy, I think, to it. Oh, yeah. It's like any city that I go, I have this bias I can't get rid of or I can't shake because I'm always comparing it to New York. I mm. might be in a beautiful Mediterranean city, but then I'm like, wait, but New York has this and New York mm-hmm. has this. It has the dirt on the street. Yeah. <laughs> it has the crazy yeah. people. <laughs> it has everything. <laughs> but I really want to learn more about the t-shirts you're wearing. Um, so why this message over everything else? How do you decide to start making them? Yeah. So as much as me and our co-founder, Katie Jane, would love to take credit for the quote, Summer Climate Optimist. They're actually the words of Christiana Ferraris, who is the former UN climate ambassador who oversaw the Paris Climate Agreement back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and on her own endeavor, she started Mission 2020, which is an organization and a platform to promote urgency around the global climate conversations and to inspire and promote individual activism Um, and you know all three of us Christiana Katie and I are firm believers that small change makes a substantial positive difference and when we saw and researched mission 2020 and the background of Christiana we were like wait her whole mission is in alignment with our mission and we were two fashion industry professionals who wanted to use the industry 
as a means for good and to really drive consumer activism. So yeah, Katie and I, we provided the platform for Mission 2020 and to use the source of the fashion industry to get the message out to the masses. Mm. And we wanted to make sure that the message alone um, was first positive, but second digestible. Because the most conversations around climate and climate change are mostly negatives. You know, you hear people talking about, you know, just recently Cape Town running out of water. Like, that's a huge global crisis. Mm. Um, And then you're also talking about CO2 emissions and how it's affecting, you know, our world in such a negative way. And we wanted to make sure whatever statement we were putting on wasn't highlighting the negatives of this climate conversation, but to instead empower and to promote individual action for change. And Sovereign Climate Optimist, that embodies that alone. Yeah. And we, we hope that the people wearing the shirts are the ones who take any moment of their day to make a positive decision. And if that is using a reusable water bottle, if that is deciding to go plant-based for lunch, if that is asking, you know, Sweet Green in New York if you can use my bowl instead of giving me a single-use item, Mm. um, and so on and so forth, or my favorite is just to support your local farmer um, and to reduce the carbon footprint of the food that you're eating. Um, So when we're speaking about summer climate optimism and individual change, it's like these changes and decisions are opportunities that are presenting to us in our everyday life, and we can, in fact, make a decision that will have a positive impact later on. There's so many things I want to say about this, um, because obviously I love the mission. I love the t-shirt. I think it's... The reason I saw it as soon as you walked in the door is because it's provocative in a good way, you know? And, you know, fashion has always been a platform to drive social change and to drive a message. It's We've seen it on the runways. We've seen it in, like, you know, thrift shops and fast fashion shops, whatever. You know, go H&M, and they may have, like, you know, go, go girls or whatever. Anyways, it's always been a platform to communicate and to bring people together and so I think it's, you know, brilliant to use fashion and the t-shirt as um, a way to, to drive this conversation. And also, which is part of your mission, is to say, you know, just because you claim yourself to be a, a climate optimist doesn't mean you have to be perfect. And I think sometimes that's where people fall short. They think that I can't call myself an environmentalist because I don't know enough about it. Or, you know, I don't want to start being plant-based to go vegan, for example, because... Every now and then, maybe I want to have that steak. You know, it happens to be some people I know in my life. Um, <laughs> but you can still be 95% and it's going to make a huge impact. Or even if you said, like you said, change out your lunch one day. Like every decision in the right direction is so much more meaningful than we might think. And so it's, it's vital today that everyone starts to realize that and everyone wants to become a climate optimist and to say, hey, there's still hope for this planet. I can do so much. And it's, lit- it's really about the little things we do every day that's going to make the biggest impact. And what you said too about bringing your own bowl to like sweet greens or whatever lunch place you might go to. I was just down at Pret this morning and ordered my coffee and I said, hey, can I have it in my to-go mug? And she was like, well, I, can, I need to make it in this, but I can pour it over. And I'm like, I can't have it in this one. And she said, I can just pour it over for you. I'm like, but I'm trying. I, I explained to her that 
I would rather have you just use this because I'm trying to reduce the waste. And then when she realized the why behind it, she thought I just wanted to keep it warm or whatever. She's like, okay. You know, she just made an exception and she was fine with it. And so sometimes I think it's just about being a little bit like, keep pushing a little bit more and just just share the reasoning behind it. Because I think when you say, I'm a climate optimist, I want to help help the future become more positive or like I want to really do whatever I can as an individual to make it better to make a change and I think when you start putting that mindset to it people around you are just going to be more embraceive of it oh so embraceive um and just stemming off of that a new coffee shop just opened right next to my office and they have no first day cups so like they have mm. no like hard glassware they can but they have a seating area but like they yeah, only have bring your own? single use disposables oh right and <laughs> so awesome. i go there and i always have you know my reusable cup and even if i'm not using my keep cup i just walk out of my office holding our office mugs and i'm like hey Looks can you fill it up Thanks. yeah um but I asked the barista, and I was like, hey, are you guys, like, I know you just got set up. Are you looking to order glassware, or, like, are you installing a dishwasher? Like, what's the reasoning behind the single-use disposables? And they were like, you know, no one has asked this question. Wow. They were like, this is such a good question to bring up in our next meeting. And I was like, yes, yeah. um, not just because of the environmental footprint, but the cost savings. Like, yeah. how much are you spending on your, you know, unrecyclable cups mm -hmm. and then I was like or are you gonna think about compostable cups and like what are your thoughts on that and there's like oh so many thoughts and then we got into a great conversation about you know New York City and how they're starting different composting programs around um, around different boroughs and how that is a great step in the right direction and I was like yes but now you can bring this to your mm -hmm. management team and you can encourage them to purchase cups that you don't have to throw away anymore and that was you, just you starting a conversation mm -hmm. about it in a yeah. positive, optimistic way. <laughs> Not like hating or judging, but just, hey, have you thought about? It's about those conversation starters. They're so important. And, you know, there's like laws being installed all over the world that, you know, they're going to ban single-use plastic cups and stuff soon. So I think as a coffee shop or a company, if you're not following along with that, and that it's going to be time fairly soon that you're going to be out of the market if you haven't thought of things like that. Yeah, or, you know, just the increase of different activist groups. Mm -hmm. And now, because like we're seeing like a big push in the zero waste movement. So people and consumers are encouraged and empowered to live this kind of lifestyle. And I feel like I was definitely fortunate in my upbringing, but I definitely was, you know... I grew up very close to the environment, and I grew up um, with like loving my dad's farm, or not my dad's farm, but my dad's garden. Um, and we never had any trash; it was always either composted, recycled, or reused. Um, so those lifestyle characteristics really transitioned into my adult life. So then, in my apartment in New York City, we live. And I also live with a sustainability consultant um, with <laughs> management within New York City. So we're definitely the eco apartment that you don't want to walk into if you have takeout containers. Mm. But um, mine is chilling over there right now. <laughs> I had to. I hated like I want the sushi, but I have but, to like, get it to go. But we all do that. We all yeah. make those. Like it's not. It's not a poor decision. You know, it's like we're living in 
a culture that is all about disposability because, and I think we had a conversation about this the first time we met back in September, and it was about the word convenience. Mm. And right now, we're living in a convenient world revolving around an indisposable item, and that's mm-hmm. plastic. For me, and I guess it was my upbringing and now my lifestyle in New York, and how I'm embracing this zero-waste culture, I think plastic is the most inconvenient item there is because it's so indisposable. And mm-hmm. even though you're recycling it, it's not that that's maybe better, but it's not best. Yeah, and also I actually heard that it's a lot of energy and water going into recycling. So even though you recycle, which is obviously better than just throwing it in the trash, like you need to take it a step further. Like how can I not even produce the plastic in right. the first place? And, you know, I know I happened to bring home some lunch today, but it was like my one time, I'm in New York for a weekend trip, and I really wanted sushi. It's like a once, <laughs> you know, every now and then, we all like fall short. Um, but it, when it when it tends turns to be like three times a day, because you're always bringing lunch or getting that coffee to go in the morning, and then you, you know, get something in the afternoon, that's when it becomes an issue. And not saying that I can justify getting the lunch, I'm just saying, if we can bring awareness to every situation and to really stop and ask ourselves, like, does this really matter right now? Like, can I wait? Can I come home in 15 minutes and make my own coffee instead of bringing this or taking this to go? Or can I bring my own cup? How can I be a little bit more conscious in my everyday life? Yeah. And that will make a huge impact. And, you know, finding businesses, companies, friends that are in alignment with, you know, what feels right to you, like your Mm -hmm. conscious decisions and conscious consumerism, and tying it back to you know restaurants and regulations it's like they have to be aware of these environmental movements that are happening within conversations and with happening within friend groups because you know my one conversation with the new coffee shop and you know I got the disposable cup Mm because I wanted coffee yeah that was fine but another person who is a diehard zero waste activist would be like, oh, sorry, you don't get my business because you don't have a first aid cup. So it's like these conversations are so relevant and they're doing so much more than just inspiring individuals, but they're actually motivating companies and businesses to rethink their business models Mm -hmm. so that they remain or remain in business. Yeah. And I would say even for like, you know, me being plant-based, like many times I go to restaurants and I can't see any menu option that I can eat. But if I just ask a question, they're more than happy to accommodate something. And I think the more people asking questions like that, they're going to realize that there's demand for it and start, you know, changing their menus. Yeah, absolutely. So it's all about us. It all comes down to our power as consumers to change the world, which is super exciting in itself. (laughs) So, you know, yay to climate optimists. Um, And I know you only launched these t-shirts like a few months ago or was it September last year? The launch? August. August, so not even a year yet, um, but you've been given a lot of great, um, you know, feedback already. What What are some things that you heard from people? Honestly, mirrored reaction that you gave me right when I walked in and we met at the rooftop party, and I was like, "Wait, I I live this statement. Where do I get this? This is so cool." Um, a lot of the reaction is, it, it's it's kind of happiness um, because. You know, stubborn climate optimist. It's kind of a sassy, kind mm-hmm. of rough, kind of kind of statement. Like it's not soft and it's not sweet. Um, so it's kind of, you know, 
mirroring off of the rebellious culture and the outspoken culture of 70s and like that form of activism so a lot of the promotion um, and response that we get back is like yes you're bringing back the edge you're bringing back the bite Mm -hmm. um, because we can't stand for this anymore and so yes like people are like finally someone has a shirt that represents what I represent but then the other side is like yes like I am not going to stand for it anymore like Mm -hmm. we're stubborn and we can promote this kind of change yeah I think the stubborn part of it really adds because it's like it's accepting that this this is how things are not trying to like create an additional dream world but like oh there's nothing bad going on in this world like we're all happy it's not about that it's about I know things are terrible you know I know things are going in a terrible direction but I'm stubborn in my belief that we can make change and that we can you know, do something about it. And that's why I like this t-shirt so much. It brings me hope. And like, it brings me the, the I think just the, the, the desire to really get to action and work for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the statement alone is super motivational. Um, and I would say that the other thing that a common response we get is questions on what actually does it mean because Mm -hmm. people kind of view it with um not initial understanding which is totally okay because they'll see it like no no no, the climate crisis is happening right now and there's no optimism to be had and then it starts a conversation about shifting it from a negative perspective into a positive individual activism perspective so reactions of the shirt is definitely yes love the love the bite of it um yes you're embodying me as a person but then questions but the questions we encourage like bring them at us Mm. and let's have this conversation and let's open up your minds and let's open up you know the tools to get you active and the questions are so important and needed i can't emphasize enough that you just need to go out and ask, start asking questions. Like ask questions to yourself. Like, what am I doing this? Why am I acting this way? What am I, why am I wearing this t-shirt? Like, why am I wearing these pants? And then be curious and don't feel dumb for not knowing. Cause I think today people just want to be so perfect and feel like they have everything put together and know everything. Cause you know, with the informational world we live in, like everything is just so accessible that if we don't know something, we kind of look stupid. You know, everyone wants to like put, they want to put out that, you know, I oh, I know completely what you're talking about. But the thing is that we can't know everything. And I think thinking that we need to know everything is just going to stop us from further knowing what could be done. And so if we can encourage the questions, that's when we get conversations going. And that's how we can learn and really like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. You know, you that's excitement. awesome. <laughs> excitement. You know, questions just starts everything. It's a good movement to go I love it. And um, you said earlier that this springs from, you know, the 2020 mission. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about what that is and what the mission entails? Yeah. So Christiana, she founded it to bring urgency around this global conversation that we're having. And she was doing that to inspire individual action because she's a firm believer and we're all firm believers that small changes add up to a big positive impact. Hi guys, just a quick interruption. If you want to enter my giveaway and have a chance of winning a 2020 t-shirt amongst other cool stuff like 
sustainable natural yoga wear and also green beauty products and um, some surprises is coming up just head over to my website heychange.net and follow the instructions to sign up for my newsletter and you are in the raffle and if you sign up for my newsletter you're also going to get a lot of good vibes coming your way good news about sustainable fashion um, plant-based foods also just some like quick reminders of how to feel mindful and happy in today's world and also if you sign up for my newsletter you're going to receive some vip discounts of the brands on my shop so take a quick break right now head over to heychange.net sign up for my newsletter have a chance of winning some awesome stuff and then come back and finish my interview with jessica Dunhill. I think one question that listeners might have right now is that, you know, we're, we're all about not providing more consumerism and, you know, we're supposed to not be shopping more. So why should I buy a t-shirt that's going to, you know, maybe end up in the landfill and stuff. But we do want to emphasize though that these t-shirts are better than most. Um, they are getting cotton, right? Yes, yes. So what else is good about them? How can we feel good about wearing them? Oh, that's so funny that you said that because I am definitely the anti-consumer. Um, I have not bought anything in the last three years when it comes to apparel because I can't. It's not that there's not a lot of amazing sustainable brands over there. It's just I just don't have a necessity to buy more. Mm-hmm. Um, but so one of the main challenges that we had was to produce a statement T-shirt but to not have conventional t-shirt in any way and make sure that the platform for the statement was in full alignment with everything that we stand for. So our t-shirts are 100% organic cotton. Um, They're fair trade certified. They are cradle cradle certified. Um, The inks that we use are seaweed seaweed based inks. So Mm -hmm. they're 100% eco-friendly and biodegradable. Um, and when I mention Cradle Cradle, and I'm not sure if everyone listening is familiar with the Cradle Cradle concept, it means that the production to do this t-shirt in a full life cycle analysis is either closed loop or it will biodegrade with no ecological harm at the Mm -hmm. end of its life. So the shirts being in by nature, 100% organic cotton, no pesticides being used, um, no nasties whatsoever. And then they also have a biodegradable and seaweed um, dyeing base. They will return to the ground um, with no ecological harm. So in other words, after you've worn it to like pieces and then, you know, hand it over to your child, who's handed it over to her child, and then, you know, gone through 10 generations towards the end of the line, they could still go back into the landfill and do no harm. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. So if you didn't want it tomorrow, you can throw it into your garden and it will decompose in, <laughs> in a matter of what, like four or five weeks? So we can pl- oh, wow, really? Yeah. That's how fast. That's incredible. Um, but what's interesting, what's happening with um, cotton in general and the organic agricultural movement is we wanted to find the best cotton suppliers and really ones that were in alignment with one of the main goals of Mission 2020, and that is to reverse the effects of CO2 emissions. Um, And Katie and I were thinking, we were like, cotton, the plant itself, could be the platform. So we made sure that first the crop was first grown organically but then we wanted to make sure that the farm had a natural ecosystem that was supporting the that was providing a thriving 
um, bacterial ecosystem culture within the soil itself. Because when you have a thriving soil, you it actually sequesters carbon from the atmosphere to bring it down and generate life. Mm. It's cool. Yeah. And so, you know, just fascinated by everything going on in the fashion world right now. There's so many new ways of being creative about fashion and production and, you know, reusing and repurposing and, you know, upcycling and all that. Um, so with that said, and you being so immersed in all of it and like so studied up on the subject, do you feel optimistic about the future of fashion? I'm, I'm optimistic about the industry because I feel like they're finally listening and they're welcoming change makers and new ideas to make, to make sustainability goals achievable. So... If you were to dream big, um, where would what would you say these t-shirts are in like three years from now? What have you done? What's your mission with it? Well, our next step is definitely to introduce a fully circular take-back model. And we have partnered with a cotton recycling facility that is able to break down our shirts and recycle them without any harm coming to the fibers or the staples at all so then there's no decrease in quality when it comes to recycling cotton in general so that's really exciting cool um and production for those is we're hoping that we'll be launching at the end of the year um and it will be the first pilot with this manufacturer that they're doing and they're really excited to partner with us on it um so whenever summer climate optimists are done with their shirts um they can send them back to us and we'll 100 percent take care of them completely wow um which is really exciting um and then we're hoping and i'm not sure if this will happen this year or next year but we're hoping to make take this activist movement into colleges and create college ambassadors and change makers and who can live and breathe the statement and to you know bring if the campus doesn't have it already, maybe a composting program or, you know, encourage their colleagues to um, try different vegetarian recipes or to, you know, shop sustainably and consciously and to ask more questions. Mm -hmm. Um, To take it beyond the t-shirt. To take it beyond the t-shirt, to really embody the movement. That's awesome. So if anyone is listening right now, feels like I am that climate optimist. I want a t-shirt. Can they buy it right now? Or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the t-shirts are for sale on 2020t.us. Um, and on the website, you can see, you know, links to Mission 2020. So you can learn more about their organization. Um, you can learn the story of the t-shirt and all of the responsible and conscious materials that make up the t-shirt itself um, and then you can also purchase it um, and then we also have a Instagram feed and a Twitter feed so if you are Southern Climate Optimist and you want to promote how you live the statement take a selfie, send it to us and we'll definitely post it on our sites Amazing, and I have one which I think everyone knows by now <laughs> and they're worried like can I wear this again? I wore the last event I went to. So I'm trying to switch it up a little bit, but they're just awesome. And like you said, they're conversation starters. People get happy seeing them and they really come up and like, hey, what do you mean by that? You know, it's yeah. awesome. So you guys are doing a great job. And so 2020 T is like 2020 with numbers and then T, which mm-hmm. is the T, that US. And I will link this in the show notes as well so you can easily find them. Yes. 
Jessica, thank you so much for coming down here in New York on this rainy, but soon sunny afternoon. Thank you um, so much for having me and talking about summer climate optimism. Always. Thank you for bearing with me <laughs> the construction work going on in the background. But Oh, it's okay. Your hallway is about to look fantastic. Not my hallway, but it will look fantastic <laughs> soon. Uh, I would love to wrap up with my final three questions. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, so number one. If you were to give the listener any advice right now who might feel like they're frustrated with the world and you know you can't make anything happen, what would be one advice to take with them today to start right now to feeling more optimistic about the future? To go every day a little prepared. So if that is putting a reusable bag in your bag or if that is to pack a set of utensils in your bag, and always have it live in your bag, then that is one thing that you know that you can eliminate a single-use item. Mm. So for me, if you ever open up my purse, I have yoga clothes, (laughs) my BKA water bottle, um, a set of to-go, like, bamboo utensils, and a reusable bag. Mm. Same with me. I feel like I was on the airplane yesterday and just, like... (laughs) rumbling down my backpack and people look at me what you have in there (laughs) everything I would possibly need (laughs) what are you talking about a snack if I get hungry you know water if I get thirsty always ready and it does bring a lot of value to your life when you do that yeah and you do feel like a hero you do feel like I'm doing what I can right now to make a difference so it's fun it's really fun to live that way awesome advice thank you so um I met you in September it's not even a year yet I think a lot of happened has happened already but with that said I love I always love to think that so much can happen in just one year so if you were to imagine the year ahead of us so it's going to be April in 2019 and in this one year it's going to be one headline that you read that's really going to make you feel like yes we're doing it this is the future what would that headline read the fashion industry solved for circularity. <laughs> um, if there was a scalable technology release to separate monstrous hybrids for the fashion techno for the fashion industry, I think that would be a really exciting headline. What was that again? Um, a fiber technology that is able to separate monstrous hybrids, so blended materials. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just a resource that. The industry is working on, but it needs to be scalable that every part of the industry and every brand that's producing can utilize the technology because, you know, within the industry, we have a lot of sustainable material. So there's a diverse sustainable material mix, but the large majority of companies are using virgin polyester, they're using recycled polyester, they're using a lot of man-made synthetics, um, and then they're also using a lot of blended materials. And if you're looking at the life cycle of a garment, the highest level of impact happens at its end of life because it's, you know, to to say shortly, it's indisposable, especially when you have a monstrous hybrid. Um, so if there was a technology that was released on a scalable level for the industry to use that would separate these blends, then I think that would be pretty incredible because then the fashion industry could truly start a circular take-back model mm-hmm. where these resources would be infinite. So you're saying like what's already had been produced 
it's sometimes hard to recycle or repurpose because of all these blended materials. Absolutely. So that's like the first step to have that technology. Right. So, you know, and it's great that a bunch of companies are initiating take-back programs, you know, H&M, like, bring us back your clothes, but, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you the consumer gets compensated in some way, so there's definitely consumer encouragement. But then what are the companies doing with these massive amounts of clothing that they're getting back? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Eileen Fisher, um, fortunately, how their design model is set up, their designers are so knowledgeable about the materials that they're using, so they get very creative in how they can either recycle it, deconstruct it, recreate it, manipulate it, change it in some way, and then resell it. But that's still a finite model. And I think to get fully circular, we would need technology to be in place that will let us separate the materials and the fibers, get them back to the polymer um, stage of the fiber creation, and then we would need to re-spin it into yarns. But before we do that, we need to figure out a technology that is able to separate the materials and not weaken them in any way. Mm. Because, you know, with current recycling, you know, you have hard plastics, but then they get almost downcycled into softer plastics and they get into the plastic bag and then only certain recycling facilities are able to recycle the thin um, material of a plastic bag. So that could be the same situation that happens within the fiber technology recycling platforms. Wow, that's so interesting. I didn't even know that, you know, because you all think about like repurpose and bring back and put back into the system, but then there needs to be technology behind all that to drive that. Well, and just think about waste, textile waste, discarded clothing, that's a resource that we should be able to utilize. So instead of extracting virgin petroleum to make polyester, instead of growing organic cotton to make cotton, why can't we already use the polyester that we've created and the cotton that we've created and just continue Put it back into, the, back into the system. Yeah. All right. That would be an awesome headline then. You know, a technology that can, you know, separate those fabrics, materials. And, and a technology that's going to be vastly shared within the industry. Mm. I think when it comes to sustainability and fashion, we're at an interesting moment where you're seeing acceptive collaboration before it was and it's still competitive but I think we're moving away from the competitive and we're getting more closely in sharing knowledge and sharing talents because we're at a point where we're running out of resources to produce the goods that we need to sell or Mm -hmm. we want to sell because consumerism is not going to go away Um, we can slow it down oh absolutely and I I I get really excited by the concept of slow fashion because it takes a moment. It allows the customer to breathe for a second Mm. and it allows them to understand their style, their body, their personalities, and then it allows them to have education behind their purchasing. And I feel also like a bigger intention behind the purchasing. It's not just about, you know, it's, you feel better about buying stuff when you had that pause, you know, like just having breathing having thought more about like what do I really need what what who am I what do I want to wear how can I best communicate my values my personal style through the things I'm wearing um so I think it is exciting slow fashion is a lot more fun and rewarding and I used to be the biggest fast fashion contributor in the world so I know where I'm coming from 
Um, yeah, yeah, awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was just going to yeah. say, like, the stories around consumerism, too, and, like, how artisanship is really taking away and um, how you really want to love the products that you are buying. So, you know, they're stories. They're from hands. Yeah. And who, who's the person behind the hands? That's such an important part. Like, there are stories. Everything you buy is a story. Coming from somewhere, you can make it your story. Yeah. And then you can hand it on to someone else and they become their story. Beautiful. Thank you. Yay. Uh, Jessica, <laughs> such an inspiring talk. I love to have this conversation with you around climate change in a positive, optimistic way. And obviously, I feel super just empowered to be close to your energy. And I can tell that you're so passionate about all this. And so one final question I have for you then is, what do you do every day to stay optimistic? Because you are, you know, in the middle of this world that is just like, there's a lot going on, but it's important to stay optimistic. And it's, it's a challenge. It's something we have to actively work on. So what do you do? What do you do every morning, let's say, to bring that positivity? Yoga. <laughs> no. Everyone keeps saying yoga. I need to still start doing my yoga practice. It's like on my list. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, not because I practice every single day and that's my morning routine. Um, knowing that the work that I'm doing will have substantial positive impact. Um, currently in the day, um, I help connect corporate sustainability goals to product design. And even though it is a large ship to steer and you know it seems an impossible task but when we have a success it is the world Mm. and it's addictive and I think people within the company um, and the inspiration that we have through conversations and opening up their mind to new design strategies I would say that's what keeps me optimistic and that's what keeps me going because of the excitement that I'm instilling within a very traditional and old work environment within the fashion industry. So if there's anyone who doesn't work with sustainable fashion like you do or like in a movement of change, um, what is something you could say that anyone could do to stay optimistic every day? Go outside and appreciate the beautiful environment that we have. That's what I would Simple as that. Awesome. Thank you, Jessica. Yay. Thank you again for tuning in today. I'm super excited to have you with me on this journey of change. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes. And if you have a minute over, please leave a quick review and some stars. Thank you. I'm also to be found on Instagram via the hashtag HeyChange or on my website, HeyChange.net. So please follow me and we can be friends. All right, until next time, have an awesome day and don't forget to get out there and embrace some change.